Good morning. Good morning. Okay, yeah, there we go. We're just, you know, it's Independence Day. We're feeling free. We're just um, <laughs> feeling nice and independent. Uh, g- hello, good morning. Glad that you are in the Lord's house today. It, it is. It's a good thing that you've decided to be here because you could have been lots of places. Some people would have preferred to be in the bed. But we thank you. We thank you that you are here. And uh, for those who are watching live stream, hello, welcome. Glad you are here as well, that you have decided to um, join us virtually in, in the Lord's house. Uh, different things going on today is First Sunday meal. So if you had not already made plans to be here, change your plans, be here. Hey, if you're watching, come on, you know. You're participating with us, so uh, come down and have some lunch. We'll, I don't know what time we'll be done. I, you know, who knows? We'll see. So come on down, have some, uh, have some lunch. Make sure that you stay today. Celebrate with us some independence. It's a very exciting time. Also, the, uh, the month of, if you did not get anything for last month, it was, a jump rope, but for the month of July, it's a ball or a doll for our uh, shoe boxes. We already have enough right now, and it's it's through, it's just a little past halfway. But we we have until November to get the money and everything together. Uh, right now, we have about enough for twenty boxes, enough enough money to ship about twenty boxes. So that is excellent. We are excited if it continues that way, that from now until November, who knows how much we'll be able to to send, and we we have a lot of stuff there. So thank you very much. Please continue to keep up with that. Time gets closer. We will be signing up to help in uh, in November or December. If we can, last year because of COVID, and then the year before they canceled us, so we're going to try our best. But uh, we we would like for you to keep that in mind for both. I say for the November, but it's already July, y'all. It's crazy. Also, uh, last call, kind of last call. If you'd like to go uh, to Faith Fest, let Rhonda know. She has not yet ordered tickets because she was waiting on some some replies. But if you're interested in going to Faith Fest, it's the last Saturday of the month of August. We will be there all day long and it's gonna be hot just warning you but it's it's lots of fun and jeremy camp's gonna be there so you know how you can't have you can't have a bad time when jeremy camp's there right amen so uh, <laughs> so it's the tickets are 30 dollars. if you would like to go please do let Rhonda know um and she will be ordering there are ladies there too i don't know anyway um but she will be she'll be ordering some tickets for us and um uh, again, on our behalf, you have to pay her the $30. <laughs> anyway, uh, any other announcements, we will let you know. Um, just keep these things in mind. And I was thinking yesterday, uh, I came over here and just getting some words and things s- sorted out. And the Gideon cards are back there. If y'all need to send a card for any occasion, support the Gideons. Um, we... And, and we have a lot of in-memory cards. So if if anyone would like to, um, you know, on behalf of Brother Wiseman or any loved one that you have, if you'd like to send a card just a- as a remembrance of them, 
Um, it doesn't even have to be that they passed recently, but, but sometime, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago, and you just want to have a, a remembrance for them, send a card, and the Gideons do need our help and support. Uh, we haven't been able to have them in over a year because of COVID stuff, so um, I, I know that at least one place that they would go is, is not being able to support like they would, so please do consider those things. Um, anyway, yesterday was the time for watching fireworks. Today is, is Independence Day, but uh, yesterday we went to watch fireworks, and, and we had a very nice spot. It, we were, we went to a place that we've been before, but usually it's a lot more crowded. And we were there, and and we had an inside scoop, so we knew which direction the the fireworks were going to be going off. So we had turned our chairs, and we were there, anticipating the fireworks. And they began to go off, and we had a great spot, except that there was a tree in my way. And I, I, lo I love fireworks, greatly, greatly enjoy, really like them a lot, fireworks. But again, there was this tree in my way, and they were, they were getting up pretty high. But still, a couple of times, they were, they were skewed from view because of the tree. And I enjoyed them, but I could have enjoyed them more without the hindrance. And the thing was... I could have moved. I could have gotten out of the way. I could have gone somewhere else to uh, to not be hindered. And sometimes we have hindrances, and, and that's just something we're going to have to face and we're going to have to go through. But then there are hindrances sometimes that we can avoid ourselves. So today, I pray that throughout this service, we will get free. Amen. That uh, any hindrances that we can move away from, that we will. Amen. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask Him to have His will in this service. Heavenly Father, we thank You. We praise You for Your goodness, Your mercy, Your blessings and grace. God, You are so good to us, and we praise You. Father, we thank You for independence. God, not just for independence in this country. That is such a blessing. We thank You that we are able within this country to come into a, a place of worship and that we don't have to be afraid. Lord, we thank You and we praise You for the freedoms that we have of religion within our country. God, it is such a blessing because so many places do not have that. And we just exercise that freedom right now, worshiping you, giving you glory, giving you praise, speaking your name and without any fear. God, I, I thank you and I praise you for that, but also for the freedom that comes from Jesus. Father, we are thankful that you sent your only son to die for our sins and the sins of this world so that we could be free. God, that not that he is still in the grave, but that he rose again to provide freedom from death. God, we thank you and we praise you that he broke every chain of bondage on our behalf. God, we thank you. We praise you for all that you do and all that you are. And we pray that each and every person who is here today, each and every person who's watching, would get free from whatever the pain, whatever the circumstance, whatever the chains are. We ask freedom in your presence today. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nations. Savior, He can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, heroes and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me. All my fears and failures And fill my life again I give my life to follow Everything I believe in Now I surrender Lord, I surrender, Savior You can move my mouth my God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, heroes and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see that we're singing for the glory of the risen. Shine your light and let the whole world see that we're singing for the glory of the risen King. Savior, He can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. Heroes and conquered the grave, my Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, He can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. Yes, He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, Heroes and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Hallelujah. 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 Praise your name. Praise your holy name, God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Pours from Emmanuel's vein 
the sinner was plunged beneath the flood and God saved. Oh, Jesus. Since then I walk in forgiveness. All of my guilt was erased. The chains of the past, they are broken at last. I got saved. Oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I received nothing but goodness. I've tested and tasted His grace. I was so lost till I fell at His cross and got saved. Oh, I got saved, I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of my Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus, how could I want more? The love of God gave me his pardon. The love of God won't let me stay the same. The love of God pulls me up higher. His will is stronger, that's why I got saved. And I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of my Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of my Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I've got Jesus. How could I want more? Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise your holy name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. thought by now they'd fall but you have never failed me yet
waiting for change to come but knowing the battles won for you have never failed me yet your promise still stands great is your faithfulness your faithfulness i'm still in your hands this is my confidence you've never failed me yet thank you jesus thank you jesus i know the night won't your word will come to pass and my heart will sing your praise again jesus you're still enough my jesus you're still enough keep me within your love and my heart will sing your praise again. Your promise still stands. Your promise still stands. The great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands, and this is my confidence never fail sing that again your promise still stands that great is your faithfulness your faithfulness i'm still in your hands and this is my confidence you never fail me I believe 
never failed you and he never will. Give him a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. to have all of you with us this morning. It's good to see our brother and sister here with us this morning. See, they're not visitors. They've been here enough. If they're not visitors, they've been here enough, and so we won't call them visitors or guests or whoever. We're just glad to have you with us this morning. Hope you continue to enjoy the service as we go along this morning. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our usher will come at this time. Brother Braswell, will you say the blessing over the offering for us this morning? Thank you, Good morning, good morning. Good to see all of you. 
good to see you this morning. It's time now to receive prayer requests this morning. Spoken first. Anyone have Brother Mike? Yes, sir. Pray for that family. Gretchen? Definitely keep Sister Wiseman and her family in prayer. Sister Vicki? That's it. Raise hand for unspoken request. Stand with me as we pray this morning. Father, we thank you.
<laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> maybe that wasn't on tape. I don't know. Um, hello and good morning again. Amen. So we are continuing in faith. And uh, I, when I say I have no idea how long this will go, I really mean that because I had different ones listed. I think we're faith, 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 you know, the different, the different types of faith this week. He's saying, okay, Lord, where are we going this time? And he put a new one in there. So uh, this is an extra. This is a bonus. So, again, I have no idea because the Lord knows more about faith than I do. <coughs> so he can, uh, he can bring back to my remembrance any of these things. So last week our focus was on little faith. And we talked about the fact that that was, in the Greek, it was puny. So the puny Pisces and how to help it grow. According to the words of Jesus, in order to grow our puny faith, we must take heed and beware. Do not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Exercise your mind. It's okay to have questions as long as you go to God for the answers. And exercise your memory. Keep a record of his faithfulness. <clears throat> so those are the, the ways to grow our small faith, our puny faith. But today, we're going to look at a type of faith that... We all, well, I don't know if you guys have experience with, I, I, I felt a kinship to this faith, Lord help me. And that is wavy faith. Wavy faith in James chapter 1 is where we're going. So taking a look at wavy faith, uh, we're going back to James because remember he had 16 different references to faith within the five chapters and 15 of those references were in the first two chapters. So lots and lots about the practicality of faith and living a faithful life. <clears throat> so it's a bit more clear if I say wavering faith. Because that's what he talks about. Faith without wavering. The point that we see James make here, and we're going to see it throughout, is having control of ourselves. Hold on. So, taking a look in James, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 will begin. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So if y'all had been in Brother Mike's class on Wednesday, y'all would have known. We talked a lot about this. And as we were as we were going over this, Brother Mike, you're bringing up questions. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to, that's good. I like that. We're going to look at that. So I was glad it was, 
it, you know, we were not glad that Jeff and Amanda had worked, but it was nice because it really brought in some, some faith things here. So thank you. So James really reaches far here when he says to us, count it all joy. So he, he begins by calling himself the servant of Christ. We know, of course, that James is the brother of Jesus. But instead of claiming that kinship with Jesus, he puts himself under submission of the authority of Christ. And he says, James, the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he did not, he did not call out that familiarity by just saying Jesus. He called him by all three names, Lord Jesus and Christ. So this is a, a very powerful thing that James is doing by putting himself under the authority of this one that he grew up with. <clears throat> so if I were Bobby Gilly, I could go on and on and on for a long time. <laughs> but uh, seeing as how I'm not, moving on to verse 2. <laughs> Count it all joy when you fall into temptation. Glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, count here means lead, command, or have rule over. So, what James is saying to us, the very first thing that he's saying to his readers, just right off the bat, he says, all right, y'all, have rule over yourselves. Command yourself. Get control of your heart and your mind. And command your joy to abound. Oh my. Count it all joy. So command your joy to abound when everything is going right. Oh wait. When you have a brand new truck. Oh wait. When someone washes your car for you. <laughs> when, count it all joy when everything is going your way. No. He says, command your joy to abound when you fall into. And here, fall into is to encounter something unexpected. To be surrounded with temptation. He's saying here, train your mind to rejoice. This is a side note but here's the thing so often we think that when we become Christians and when we surrender ourselves to the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit that that means we surrender our ability to do anything for ourselves that we say okay Lord you go ahead you, you make my joy abound you go ahead and you give me a good attitude I don't know, sometimes I may act like that. All right, Jesus, you're in my heart, therefore, you need to make my attitude right. You need to get me in the right frame of mind. <laughs> and sometimes it's only the power of the Holy Spirit that can get us there, but sometimes we need to take responsibility for ourselves. Just like James is saying, he's being very practical here. This is not theology, this is practice of Christianity. He says... Get yourself together. Train your mind to rejoice when temptations come. So temptations. We think of temptations, you know, those, those things that we desire, that we want, that we go after, that we shouldn't. Here he's saying temptations is 
a putting to proof by experiment of good or a putting to proof by experiment by experience of evil so i'll say that again temptations are a putting to proof by experiment of good so if we are tempted and we are we've got the the love of jesus in our heart we've got faith in our heart then we're going to go the right way but when temptations come if we've got some doubts within there then our experience <laughs> may be proving the evil trying the trying of your faith works patience trying here again the sense of proof trials do not produce faith there's a lot of foundation here so i just want to like as i as i was going through this wow there's a lot of stuff here just within the first four verses and we're going to read four more in just a few minutes but trials do not produce faith they prove that we have faith So when he says the trying of your faith works patience, he's proving your faith exists. And as our faith exists more and more and grows in the middle of these trials and temptations, then our patience will grow. Because we talked about not praying for patience, and that's exactly right. Because, again, this is not anything that is zapped on you. To pray for patience doesn't really work because patience has to come from trials. It has to be built up through the experience of the temptation. So if I am not already firm in my faith, I will easily give in to the temptation. I will easily fail under the trial. So the trying of my faith doesn't produce faith. The trying of my faith produces patience. So understand this. Patience means so much more than we give it credit for. So often when we think about patience, and, and this was something that we talked about Wednesday night, don't pray for patience. Absolutely not. There's no point in praying for patience because patience will not just be zapped on you. Just If you think it will, that's you're thinking wrong and you need to go back to the Lord. So patience has to be produced through trials and difficulties. So praying for that, yes, is praying for, in essence, praying for trials and difficulties. But when we think of patience, we think of being passive. And I think of patience as sitting and waiting, you know. There are some people who are a study in patience who are excellent at just sitting and waiting. Really, really good at that. There are some people that, oh, I'll give you an example. Now, uh, this, is, this is only in one little compartment. My dad is excellent at, at just waiting. He can be super-duper patient, not lose his cool, just be patient, just sit and wait. Now, there are some times if, because the joiner comes out, and, and I can speak from experience on that, that, you know, if, if the joiner comes out, then it's, it's right here, right now. But, but for the most part, it's like, okay, we're going to have to, we're going to have to wait here for hours and hours. Just sit here with my thoughts. I'm, we're good. But patience is more than that. 
Patience goes so much beyond that. Patience. We think about sitting around waiting for my prayers to be answered. All right, Lord, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to be patient. I'm just going to sit here, and I'll pray, Lord, let this happen, make this happen. Thank you, Lord. And then I'm just going to wait. Thanks. I'm going to be patient. Not so. Perhaps if when we understand patience, we'll understand why we don't like it very much. It requires us to stick around past our point of comfort. Bless it. In verse 4, it tells us that when, when patience has her perfect work, we're entire and complete, wanting nothing. So when patience is allowed to do its work, we will be perfect. Perfect here means complete mental and moral character. And entire means perfectly sound in body. So once patience has the perfect work, once patience has done all that it plans to do, we will be complete in every aspect of our life, mentally, physically, and spiritually. That is why patience is important. That is why going through those trials of faith are important. Because they work this completeness within us. So, when you get that nagging sense that you're missing something, look at your level of patience. Wow, am I, am I lacking in some area? Maybe, maybe I need some more patience because once patience has a perfect work, we're complete, entire, wanting nothing, needing nothing. But if you have not gotten there yet, Chances are that your faith is still in the proving stage. The word patience here in the Greek is hupomone. Again, if y'all don't, if I'm not saying it right, y'all don't know. I assume, I don't know, maybe you do. Maybe I'm, I'm sorry, Don, maybe you know better than me. Dad, I don't know. If Bobby Gilly was here, again, we would know. So... <laughs> It means literally to remain under. Patience means to remain under. By implication, it means someone who is carrying a heavy load and stays there instead of trying to escape. So patience is not just sitting around waiting for something. It is in a power stance with a weight on top of you. Holding up the weight and saying, I'm not going to move. I, I'm not going to leave this place until this is over. Lord, I'm not going to leave this place until you've taken this weight off of me. I'm here. Patience in the New Testament is defined as the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith. By even the greatest of trials and sufferings. See, if I had, if I had time, <laughs> if I had time to talk about 1 Corinthians, you don't have to turn there, but you can look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, if you're writing things down, look back at that one because it goes right along with this as I was studying. 
people quote this incorrectly oftentimes. God won't put more on you than you can take. Bless it. <laughs> Y'all don't know the Lord very well, do you? Here's the thing. God is not the one putting temptations on us. We see that later on in the first chapter of James. It says that God cannot be tempted by evil, and he will not tempt anyone with evil. So, God is not the one putting temptations on us. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, And he will, not, there, he will not suffer there to be more temptation than you can bear, but will make a way of escape that you can bear it. Oh, my. God is not the one who puts the temptations on us, but he stands beside us as we are going through trials. There is nothing that comes on us that has not first passed through his hand. It's not that he puts, oh, God, why'd you put this on me? Why'd you let this happen to me? He allows it, but he doesn't make it happen. Again, God cannot be tempted by evil, will not tempt anyone with evil. Our temptations, as we think of it, occur from our own desires. Ways that the enemy knows he can use to distract us, to draw us away when our own lusts come about and we're enticed, we're trapped by those things. That's what temptation is, and God never does that. But when temptation occurs, God is faithful. It says he will not allow the temptation to prove impossible. The way of escape, he says that God provides a way of escape, and that is to bear I think, oh, God, let me, you know, let me escape this. Let me get, oh, this is it. Let me escape this. Let me get out from under it. But the way of escape is to bear it. The way of escape is to bear from underneath. And the word that's used in 1 Corinthians has the same root word as patience. That we bear up underneath the weight. So how is your faith holding up? when you're carrying a weight. In verses 5 through 8, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, now notice this. He had just said in verse 4, You will be perfect, entire, wanting nothing, if any of you lack wisdom. So the word wanting and the word lack here is the same word in the Greek. So he's saying, if you're going through trials and your patience is being worked, then once patience is, has its complete work, you're going to be perfect, entire, complete, wanting nothing. But in the meantime, if you want faith, if you're lacking in faith, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Lord, help us. So, as C.S. Lewis said, it is not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. And let me say that again. It's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. It's not the trials. It's not the trials that are going to be the problem. It's if we count it all joy. It's if we stay 
under the load. Before our faith trial is finished, before patience has had its perfect work, we may lack. Once the trial is over, it says that we will want nothing, we'll lack nothing. But in the meantime, James is hinting to those readers and to us that wisdom will aid in our trials. They'll keep us joyful through temptations. They'll give us strength and endurance. So if you are having a difficult time in your faith, then you need to ask for wisdom from God. It says that he gives liberally. This word liberally is only used one time, and it's here in James, and it says openly or sincerely. God will give with an open hand, and he upbraideth not. He doesn't reproach us for asking for wisdom. Well, what would you do with the last wisdom I gave you? How well did you use that? So he doesn't, when we ask for wisdom, when we ask for more wisdom, he's absolutely, yes, here it is. We're guaranteed that we have that wisdom that we ask for from the Lord. So if we're having a difficult time, our first reaction should be, God, give me wisdom of how to bear up underneath this. The only caveat to that request for wisdom is that we ask in faith without wavering. Lord, help me. Wavering here means to separate, to withdraw, or to oppose. These definitions may not mean much to us, but try these out. Wavering means also to hesitate, to doubt, or to be at variance with oneself. Wavering faith is something very different from that hypocritical faith that we talked about last week, that little faith. From those who would say that they believe or act like they believe, that, that hypocrisy is acting. But here, wavy faith is an internal struggle that I really want to believe, but what if I can't? He says that wavy faith is like waves on the sea. This word is used only here and in Luke's account of Jesus calming the surging storm. This wavering is controlled by wind. He said that, that you are like waves on the sea, controlled by the circumstances around you if you have wavy faith. Wavy faith is being tossed to agitate into waves, not unbelief per se, but expressing hesitation. Somewhere between believing wholeheartedly and not believing. And if I'm honest, I've been there many times. That you stand there and you look at the circumstances, you you see the effects of the wind all around you, and you say, I know God can, but will he? That's wavy faith. Wavy faith is a major internal struggle. I want to believe, but unbelief tosses me back like the waves of the sea. But here's the rub. That man who has wavy faith will not receive anything from the Lord. He said, you're not going to receive anything if you keep halting between two opinions. 
because with all my heart, I want to believe, but there's still a part of me that says, I don't know. Because I can reason out. We might could call this reasonable faith. <laughs> because I can reason out all the ways that this won't work. All the reasons that it can't. Oh, golly. I, I want to believe this so badly. I know that God is faithful. And I know that he's true. And I know that everything in his word can happen. But, oh, Why can wavy faith not receive? Because a double-minded man. This means two-spirited. And this is only used in James. It's used twice, but one time here and one time in, in chapter 3. So James came up with this idea. A two-spirited man. With one spirit and thought directed toward God and the other thought trusting elsewhere. Trusting in myself, trusting in other things, trusting in the physical. This type of person is unstable, confused. If I am seeking, questioning, wondering, but I do not aim my search toward God, I'm going to miss the mark. Lord, help us. So how to avoid being windblown. A few different ways that we see in here that James encourages his readers. Number one is to stay. This is one of my favorite quotes about faith. It's by Brene Brown. She says, faith isn't an epidural. It's a midwife who stands next to me saying, push, it's supposed to be hard. Oftentimes we think, oh, I have faith, I believe, and, and it, everything's going to work out and it's going to be fine. And we expect that epidural, we expect, expect that numbing feeling, like, okay, I have faith, God's taking care of it. And in a sense of, do I have to worry about it anymore? No. But... Some things that we go through, we think, oh, why is God putting this on me? Why is this happening? It's supposed to be hard. We are never guaranteed ease. Never. But we are guaranteed that he will stand beside us as we're pushing through, as we are working through our, our faith and and experiencing patience being developed within us that we're underneath it and God is standing beside us saying you can do this the Olympic trials the Olympics are coming up I'm so excited I love the Olympics they're supposed to be last year stinging COVID but I really enjoy watching the Olympics and th there are different different events that we really enjoy watching some of them are like well, what is this but um the the running really enjoy all the different sections of the running the swimming and the gymnastics i don't know that shane really cares much about that and it's just really women's gymnastics i don't care much about the men's gymnastics like mm, whatever but you know those those girls are just crazy with all their flips and stuff and 
in thinking about this, and right now they're doing Olympic trials. They're getting, and I'm sure that every country that's going to be involved in the Olympics, they're doing this now. And we, you can watch Olympic trials on TV right now. But the thing is, Olympic trials do not produce good athletes. Just like the trying of our faith does not produce faith, the trials that we go through do not produce faith, we should already have it. So Olympic trials don't produce good athletes. They prove which athletes can go the distance. That's what the trials do. They show which ones are going to be able to hold up under the mental, physical, emotional pressure of going to the Olympics because there's pressure. You're competing with the greatest and the best from every country in the world. That's pressure. So as they do these Olympic trials, it shows who will be able to go the distance. There are plenty of strong, talented people who will never make it to a big stage because they will not stay under the pressure. So are you under pressure? Stay. Are you in a fire? Remain under it. It is the proof of our faith that produces staying power. It is the proof. Again, as we're being tried, think of it. Count it all joy. If you think of it like the Olympics, yes, Lord, I am here. I am ready. I am glad that I've been selected for this trial. I am glad that you have allowed this to come on me. I can do this. I've got what it takes to accomplish this. I have what it takes mentally, physically, emotionally, because I know you're with me. You have been training me. You put the ability within me. You put that faith in me. You deposited that when I got saved. So I know that I can do this. I am excited about this chance to prove to you that I can make it. The second thing that he tells us is to seek wisdom. The Lord gives wisdom with an open hand and does not condemn us for any lack of wisdom. I need wisdom to keep the faith instead of giving it up. I need wisdom to help me stay when I want to leave. Wisdom reminds me of why I believe. Wisdom repeats to me. You can do this. You can do this. I know it's tough, but there's something at the end of this. There's a reward at the end. There's a gold medal at the end. Stay. You can do this. I need that wisdom to remind me. I need wisdom to show me the bigger picture of what God is wanting to do in the circumstance that I am in. God, why am I staying here? Why do I have to be here? Because your patience isn't complete. But God, why do I have to be in this place? There's a bigger picture ahead. Just believe it. Have faith. Stay under it. Without wisdom, I will not count temptations and trials as joy. Without wisdom, I will develop a woe-is-me attitude. I must be the only one in this circumstance. 
God, why am I here? But wisdom says, you're not the only one. Plus the fact that I'm with you. It rains on the just and the unjust. Talked about that one for a minute. It rains on all of us. You are not the only one. It's how you carry it that matters. A lack of wisdom will seek me, well, excuse me, will cause me to seek comfort rather than wholeness. If I step out from under it, if I step out from under the weight of the trial, seeking my own comfort, I will never be whole. I will never be complete. Because when patience has her perfect work, I'm whole and complete. So if I need wholeness, I got to stay. And the third thing is set your sights. Wavering faith makes a distraction. It causes all these different distractions to to make me waver. Well, this way looks best. No, this way looks best. And this way looks best. It causes a distinction between what we're asking for and what we're believing for. That's wavy faith. A distinction between what I'm asking for and what I'm believing for. On one side, wavy faith knows that God is able to do anything exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Because I know God, because I trust Him, because I, I know He's faithful, because I keep that in my mind as a, a continual replay, I know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. But on the other hand, my wavy faith looks at the circumstances and begins to reason out why God cannot or will not answer that prayer. Again, I will confess this one so far, this one. I'm so logical. Like, God, I really, can you please, will you do this? Oh, man, God. Um, here are the reasons why he probably won't. Because it makes more sense this way, or it makes less sense, and that's usually the way that God does things. Thanks a lot. That's the thing. I, I don't feel like I have hypocritical faith. I don't feel like I'm acting. like I, I do believe God, absolutely, but it's wavy sometimes. Oh. Set your sights on the impossible until the answer is no. Talked about that. Answer. The answer. That I'm going to believe what I'm asking for. I'm going to absolutely believe it. God, this is what I want. This is what I'm asking you for. This is what I'm believing you for. Until he says no. And then know that the answer is no. So don't stop praying for the impossible until the answer is no. Until I hear that. I'm going to believe, Lord. I'm going to believe that I'll have complete healing. I'm going to believe that my family will be saved. I, I'm going to believe that 
we're going to see just exponential growth. God, I believe that we're going to see miracles happen. I believe that. I know that. That's what I'm praying for. God, send this. God, send that. God, send this. God, show me how to work right. I'm going to believe for all that until he says no. So, God does not tempt us, but he allows these trials and temptations to prove our faith. Patience will grow as a result of that proving if we stay underneath it. If our faith does not become wavy, we'll be complete. But in order for that to happen, we must, again, stay. Remain under throughout the trial. Dig in. Dig your heels in. Say, I'm not moving until I know that this trial is over. Seek wisdom. Get all you can. Seek wisdom all the time, whether you're going through a trial or not. If God promises that wisdom will be given with an open hand and that he won't, he won't upbraid us, he won't fuss at us for not using the wisdom from before, then ask for it. Make that a part of your daily prayers. God, give me wisdom. And set your sights. Know what you are believing the Lord for and believe it. So as the music plays. Again, in, in studying this and praying for this and just asking the Lord to help. Again, this is... This one hit me. Like, and maybe as we get into stronger faith, maybe y'all will be like, oh, yeah, that one's me. I got tons of faith. No worries. But today in praying, I need the Lord to help me to stop leaning on my own understanding. To put away the things that make sense in my mind and to surrender to what he can do. That's what I am going to pray for. Now, if you want to stand, if you want to see it, if you need to come to the altar to pray in whatever posture you can receive, we're going to pray today that the Lord will help us to steady our faith and to increase it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you because you are gracious and strong and powerful, God. We thank you that you are greater and bigger than anything we can imagine. That our finite minds cannot grasp how great you are. But that also, God, you are good enough to come stand right beside us. That the power of you is that you can stand beside each and every one of us individually all at the same time. And that the goodness of you is that you will. Thank you, God. And Father, we ask you now that you would help each and every one of us, God, 
starting with me. You see the ways that I oftentimes lean on my own understanding. And I ask you to forgive me. Because I can't understand it all. I don't know it all. <laughs> I can't explain it away, the way that you do things, the miracles that you do, the, the doors that you open up, the ways that you work things out. I can't explain it. It is only because of your power. And God, I understand that I'm only limited by what I will believe, by what I'll ask you for. And I know that you can and that you will do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask you for. So God, forgive me for thinking small and asking small because I feel like that's what makes sense that you'll do. Father, we ask you now that you would increase our faith and that you would make it sturdy. Father, that you would put us on a firm foundation. Father, that you could increase our faith and that as we are tried, as our faith is proven, as we are put within those trials that we would remain under, God, that we would, that we would stay, that we would say no matter what comes, I'm staying right here. No matter what happens, no matter what weight is put on me, I'm staying right here. Until you're done with me, God, until you've taught me everything that I need to know, I'm staying right here. Father, forgive us for those times that we walked away. And God, we ask you to keep us under. Because you're doing something in us that can't be completed if we walk away. God, I ask you that you would give wisdom to each and every one of us. Because you said in your word that you would give liberally that you give wisdom with an open hand, that you have wisdom in abundance, and it is something that you will that you will not say no to, that you will always give wisdom. We ask for an abundance of wisdom for each and every person that is here today, each person that's watching or who will be watching. God, we just ask that in advance, and we thank you. And Father, we ask you, you would help us set our sights on you. To focus on what it is that you can and will do. To trust you without question. And to wait on your answer. And we trust you. We trust you. We have faith. And we ask you to increase our faith. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We won't let go until you answer. And keep on until we receive an answer from you. 
We thank you. We praise you. And over your people, we say, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine on you. And may he give you his peace. In Jesus' precious name, amen.